0: SAFM Sports Rap.
1: Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Rap. A busy show lined up for you tonight. We'll be chatting to uh, Protea's debutante this past weekend, Robbie Freilink. He'll be joining us. Janine van Vaek, Banyana Banyana, captain as well. And we'll be talking some rugby as uh, South Africa has been recommended to host the 2023 Rugby World Cup ahead of Ireland and France. President of the South African Rugby Union, Mark Alexander, joining us tonight. World's Rugby Council will now meet on the 15th of November in London to vote on the next host. In other rugby news, Rouen Boert has been called up to the Springboks as a replacement for the injured Jean-Luc Dupre, who suffered a fractured ankle in Saturday's Currie Cup final in Durban. The skipper joined the Springbok squad this afternoon in Johannesburg. The group assembled yesterday and will use the week in Gauteng to prepare for their month-long outgoing tour where they'll play France, Ireland, Italy and Wales. On to football now. APSA Premiership continues this evening following a weekend of cup action. Three fixtures to look forward to. Bloom Celtic host Maritzburg United. Golden Arrows are away to Supersport United. And Kaiser Chiefs head north to the Peter Mokaba Stadium to play Polokwane City. Polokwane City as- uh, assistant coach Puti Muaffe admits that progressing in the Telcom knockout is a great confidence booster for his sides uh, ahead of tonight's clash. The Limpopo side played 120 minutes plus penalties in their TKO last 16 victory over IX Cape Town on the weekend Muafi says the players are looking better and he's not expecting any signs of fatigue
2: we gave them we gave them a rest the following day and uh, Monday we do we did just a uh, light training and uh, we think they are responding better so they looked sharp and uh, it's all it's all it's all in a, in a setup plate for us to go
1: Kickoff in all three of those matches is at 7:30. 30. Also, ATUA for Champions League clashes look forward to tonight. The pick of which sees Manchester United host Benfica, Barcelona are away to Olympiacos. PSG host Anderlecht and Chelsea travel to Roma. In Olympic news, Hong Kong has been chosen over the United States and Mexico to host the 2022 Gay Games, becoming the first Asian city to stage the sport and cultural event. A record number of 17 cities expressed interest in hosting the Games, 13 of them in the United States. Of the Hong Kong bidding team, Dennis Phillips says it's a huge step forward for Hong Kong to host the largest LGBT global sports and cultural gathering.
0: It will be a very
3: diverse festival. Everybody is welcome to participate. And people who are uh, afraid to step out of the dark or into the light, it's a great opportunity to, to, to participate because we're not pushing people out. You meet new friends, and by making new friends through sports, it's a great way to connect and
1: to be able to be yourself and finally, on to athletics news, four-time Olympic champion Mo Farah has split with his coach Alberto Salazar and will return to Britain. The 34-year-old Farah, who won the 5,000 and 10,000-metre gold at the London and Rio Olympic Games, denied his decision was related to the ongoing anti-doping allegations hanging over the American coach. Farah says he's looking forward to heading back to the UK. I really miss home. Um, I see my kids are happy the way in the summer at the World Championship. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be back there. Um, very excited. Um, also, you know, I'll no longer be coached by Alberto Salazar, uh, working of Oregon Project. I want to thank each member of Oregon Project and Alberto for what it's done over the years. Farah will now be coached by Gary Loff, who coached Paula Radcliffe to Marathon World Record. Coming up next year on SAFM, we'll chat some rugby. SAFM sports wrap. On to some rugby now the big news of the day as you've heard uh, in news and sport this afternoon a big announcement being made that South Africa has been recommended to host the 2023 Rugby World Cup ahead of Ireland and France. World Rugby Council will now meet on the 15th of November in London to vote who will host the tournament. We're joined now by the President of South African Rugby, Mark Alexander Mark, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap thanks for, for joining us tonight. We spoke just as that bid was being submitted and uh, we had a long chat about it, My Congratulations. Well done.
0: No, thank you very much, and, and good evening to your, to your listeners.
1: Mark, great news for South Africa. Obviously, there's still uh, a decision and a vote that needs to be taken, but this is a giant step in the right direction.
0: I, I think it's good news for for, for South Africa as a country, and it's good news for rugby uh, um, to, to 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 be put forward as the preferred bidder you know, um, a lot of work has gone in for a number of months with ourselves and the government working very closely together. So we were very excited, you know. It's, it's going to have a great impact on the country, and I think it's time we get some good news in the country.
1: Mark, obviously that vote taking place on the 15th, uh, the preferred bidder we are, but uh, we know things can change. We've seen it happen uh, in, in Football World Cup, for example, in 2006, when uh, we thought it was a done deal, and Oceania decided to vote for someone else. What are the odds of, of us not getting this thing?
0: You know, uh, uh, the, the, the World Rugby Council decided to to go on an independent recommendation. So I think, you know, it, it would be very difficult for the council to go over to vote against a recommendation they paid uh, uh, thousands of uh, pounds for. You know, we we, we we as the council agreed that we would go on the preferred process because we didn't want to do any horse trading. We wanted it to be clean and and, and uh and, and without any horse trading and, and, and deals being done on the side. That's the reason why we we, we appointed two independent companies, one was with Dow Jones and the other Indi- uh, 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 independent sports company, to do the evaluation. And on the evaluation, uh, and, uh, and on the World Cup board, the guys who approve this now, is the president and the, the chairman and the deputy chairman of World Rugby. To vote against is actually a vote of no confidence in, in the individuals. And I think we've got ethical members on the council who will vote the right way.
1: Mark, is there anything else we can do to to push them over the edge, so to speak, to, to make them vote in our favour come the 15th?
0: So we, we will be continuing to market the organisation and, and continue putting our articles around the positives of our bid. Our bid is a very strong bid, the triple win bid. One for rugby, two for the um, spectators, and three for the players. You know, um, this is the first time ever where... When in, in the round robin stages, 85% of the games will be played in 30, but the city where the team will be be, be be staying. So you know it's, it's a big win for the players from a, from a uh, player welfare point of view. It's a big win for spectators. You know you can go if you go to Europe, you are going to spend one week in Europe and in South Africa, and spend, you spend expensive because of the purchase price parity. You know so, so it's a good, good, good for for it's cheaper to come to South Africa. And 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 the one for the World Cup, you know, a good World Cup is they rugby friendly you know uh, and i'm not saying they are, our competitors are not rugby friendly you know, we don't have standing uh, tickets you know, in our in our facilities and we don't have uh, 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 obscure uh uh seats so you know so we have got a lot of things in our favour for, for this but and and then <laughs> firstly and, 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 and uh, financially we put a better value proposition than the two competitors with the competing against
1: yeah, Interesting you, you bring that up Mark looking, looking at the comparative scores that we released Today as well, obviously South Africa coming out Top 78.97% uh, To Ireland 7225 And France is 7588 But there was a breakdown in there too And, and one of the things that there was in there was the finance Commercial and commitments, South Africa uh, Scored 2669 Which was the same as Ireland And lower than France, is that a concern For you saying that the financial and commercial Commitments uh, were strong, but according To the... But,
0: but, but, but again if we, if we want to dig deeper, now that is done just based on your, in your, on, your on your, on the, on the, on the, um, on the guarantees. But one we want to dig deeper, before so World Rugby sells a single ticket, they can bank 220 million pounds in the bank. Any single ticket or the commercial rights, they can bank 220 million pounds. From a risk point of view, and there's no risk involved in that, you do you have money in the bank,
1: Mark, as, as far as uh, the, the 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 entire sort of bid committee that were involved, I'm sure you you want to s- s- say thanks to them. Obviously, it's not a done deal yet; it's not in the bank. But uh, I know Yuri Ru and, and his team have done a, a superb job.
0: Well, no, I think uh, Yuri Ru and and and, uh, and the Department of Sport and Recreation did you know, the running around we have to do to get all the necessary guarantees and, and I must thank South African government, and in, in particular uh, our Deputy President. When we did the presentation, he was really fantastic. He he understood the bid. He, he could answer all the questions, and he was he was really a, a beacon of hope for us in that in, in, in the in the presentation phase.
1: Mark Ireland was quoted uh, in the media today saying they're still going to fight hard. They believe that they they should uh, win the bid as well. Uh, are you going to expect the likes of Ireland and France to to come out guns blazing, so to speak, to try and sway the vote?
0: I looked at the they're going to do a lot of. Uh, everybody's going to try and, and win the vote. But when you make a recommendation, and you paid um, um, five hundred million pounds to have the uh, uh, the senior assist, and then you have your 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 work of rugby ball committee sitting with, uh, sitting with the proposal, comes up with the recommendation. If you vote against it, it's a vote of no confidence. Do you want to, are they saying this to the president, is the motion of and the government and, 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 and him the, and the deputy chairman? No, well, that's what you actually saying. you know, and we as a council agreed on the process. We wanted to make this process a clean and clear process, but there's no other thing that can, can sway from, from this process. And if you want to look at the, all the press articles today, everybody agreed there were votes for the accommodation. We were, and, and, and we publicly stated that, Whatever the recommendation comes out of here, because it's a clean process, we would have supported.
1: Well, fingers crossed. President of uh, SARU, Mark Alexander, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM. Two weeks to wait. Uh, I think it's going to be a a bit of a nervy wait, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident we are going to get it as well. Thank you for all your hard work, and we look forward to uh, being able to say we officially are the hosts of the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Thank
0: you, sir. Thank you so much. SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: This is South Africa's news and information leader, and 7-0, I think it was, in the end, of uh, total series whitewash for the Pro over Bangladesh. It all wrapped up this past weekend with the final T20 of the series, which uh, the Pro did win. We join now by one of the, the members of that squad received a call-up uh, latter half of the series uh, for the Pro Tears, Robbie Freilink. Robbie, welcome on to SAFM Sport Track tonight. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Robbie, as, as a team overall, uh, the Pro Tears must be pretty chuffed with, uh, with that performance.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, to win a series is fantastic. I think at the way they went about it and in all formats, I think the white rush is just fantastic.
1: Robbie, looking—I mean, you only involved uh, towards the end of the tour—but uh, hearing what the players and, and the coaches has had to say, I, I think we we probably expected stiff opposition from from Bangladesh. But like you said, sticking to to our guns and doing what we needed to do. Often when you play a weak opposition, it's easy to to drop standards. But uh, the Proteas didn't do that in the series.
2: Yeah, no, look, um, you know, obviously the Proteas have come off a, a tough series in England. Uh, There's a long trip. Um, if things didn't go as well as we would have wanted it to go, um, you know, so I don't think anyone was going to take the foot of the gas against Bangladesh. So, you know, the guys certainly put in two hundred percent in every game and every format, and, and the results showed.
1: For you personally to receive a call up, uh, I, I know before the before the uh, the, the matches, uh, you were quoting the media saying it was it was quite a surprise.
2: Yeah, no, definitely it was, a, it was very much a surprise for me. Obviously. You know, I'm, I'm sort of 33 years old, and, and nothing's happened as yet. So you kind of get to a stage where you think, well, probably not going to happen. So, you know, I just went along and did my thing for for the domestic team, for the Dolphins, and um, yeah, next minute I got a phone call, and, and the rest is history, I guess.
1: Tell me about that call. I mean, as a player and, and growing up playing cricket as a, as a youngster, it must be a call you dream of when it finally comes. T- tell me about
2: it. No, oh, definitely, you know. Um, I think it's, it's, whatever sports you're playing, that's, that's a phone call every player would love to receive. Um, obviously some would like it a bit earlier, but you know, you can never have a problem when you receive that call. So it was, um, I think I got a call on the Saturday and yeah, like I said before, I was super excited, but had to still go play a four day game first. So, you know, just kind of mixed emotions, but, um, yeah, ecstatic.
1: Who was the first person you told?
2: I had to tell the wife. If she didn't find out, Before other people did, um, I think I could have been in a bit of trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like you say, it didn't come early in your career, but uh, rather late than never. But uh, it's, I mean, it must be incredible. uh, just a great opportunity to be able to represent your country.
2: Oh, definitely. You know, like I said to the other guys as well, (laughs) that's probably the most nervous I've ever been when the captain said to me, "Right, you're bowling the next over. Um, I thought maybe my experience would have overwritten that a little bit, but no such thing. (laughs) When I get given the ball, I was the nervous wreck. But um, (laughs) fortunately, it it kind of worked out in my way, so it wasn't too bad.
1: We never quite know what's going to happen in the future, but uh, I I think for someone like you who's been a great servant of South African cricket, uh, it says to a lot of guys who've been around the block a few times, you know what, you you never know. Keep doing what you're doing, playing your trades, dreams do come true.
2: No, definitely. You know, the coach, the coach and I had a good chat, and, and he said to me, it wasn't just a gift; it was um, from my hard work. And um, he said to me, don't worry about age. He played professional cricket till he was 38. So, you know, it's definitely a positive. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll need to put in a bit more work uh, going forward. Um, and yeah, who knows.
1: Robbie, talk to me about that. Obviously, at 33, the thought must have at some stage crossed your mind that, hey, wonder when, when it's time to, to hang up the boots and, and call it call it quits on on a career. But has this really rejuvenated you and, and made you believe that there's there's more in you?
2: Um, yeah, look, um, obviously, it, it gets a bit tougher as you get a bit older. But, you know, one thing I've always said to myself is if, if I'm still competing and, and I'm still warranting my own spots on my side, then I'll, I'll carry on playing, and if I'm enjoying the game, I'll carry on playing. But you know, I'll never be one of those guys that that will be holding a youngster up just because of of what I've done. Um, so you know, for me, I'm still, I feel I'm still doing okay and, and contributing. So yeah, I'll go as long as as long as the body permits me to.
1: Your performance in those two in those two matches, uh, one for nine in in the uh, or two for thirty three in the, the first, and one for nine in the second. Uh, your thoughts on on the way you played?
2: Um, yeah, it's the wickets are really, really good. Um I think we saw that the way the way we batted. Um and with with us posting high scores I got opposition have got no choice but to come hard at, at at the bowlers. So, you know, the the two for thirty three I probably if I'm hard on myself i probably gave away two or three simple boundary balls which um could have been well negated, but you know, I'll put that down to a bit of nerves. Um, and then the second, the second one, yeah, I thought uh, I hit my length a lot better. So you know, the, the more you play against those guys and and the international guys, you realise your margin areas are a lot smaller. So you know, I was I was happy. I mean, it could have gone worse, um, but it can always go better. So yeah, I always strive to do better. Uh,
1: level of cricket as well. I mean, obviously you've played against a lot of the guys in, in that set setup, but you look at David Miller's innings uh, weekend, and uh, aren't you glad you weren't, weren't the bowler?
2: Ah, oh, definitely. Um, you know, I've always been one of David's biggest fans. Um and we chat quite a lot. Um he's he, it is a fantastic knock, you know. It's oh, it's a record. So <laughs> I don't need to say too much about that knock. But um yeah, David and, and all the guys actually contributed really, really nicely. Um, and yeah, they are classed. So you know, they've they've set up nicely for for the Indian series that's that's gonna come up and only problem is, is we've got to play against all those guys in the domestic challenge.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What, what's next for Robbie? for Robbie Fryling? there's like you say, there's the domestic, the domestic, uh, the domestic uh, T20 challenge that's uh, on the on the, the near horizon. But uh, for you, what, what's what's the plans? What are you going to be working on? What do you still hope to achieve?
2: <laughs> this week I'm going to be working on my golf swing. But um, <laughs> in, in in two weeks time, we we start our domestic 2020 competition uh which should be quite strong with all the international players available. So you know that's we've we've got a fantastic team at the Dolphins where we feel we can really compete with the with the rest of the guys. And um yeah, we're gonna go and give it all on that.
1: Well Robbie Frying, thank you so much for joining us this evening here on SAFN Small Chat, much appreciated. Congratulations on uh, on the debut as well. And uh yeah, hope there's hope there's more for you and uh, best of luck with that uh, the golf swing and, and the T twenty challenge that's uh, that's coming up. <laughs>
2: Uh, thanks very much appreciate having me
1: you're listening to sport on SAFM the next best thing to being at the game this is South Africa's news and information leader time to chat some football now and uh, someone who is has been a fantastic servant to South African football and continues to do that uh, recently returned back from uh, a stint in the US and uh, yeah Apparently by all accounts uh, a fantastic trip We join now uh, by Banyana Banyana Captain Janine van Vek. Janine welcome back onto SAFM Sport Trip And welcome back to South Africa We haven't spoken since you return It's been a while now but uh, nice to catch you
3: Thanks Brad, it's good to be back home um, Always good to be back with family and friends again um, After such a long time away from home So it's good to be back
1: Yeah even with the way technology is And you can pick up a phone nowadays uh, There's still still no place like home
3: no, no, definitely not. No place like home. Um just been speaking to my parents and my friends daily, on a daily basis. Uh, it was a little bit of a challenge for me because of the time zone and difference. Uh, we were seven hours behind South Africa, so I only had, um, minimal time to speak to them, but now that I'm home, you know, I try and spend as much quality time with, with all of them and it, it feels real great.
1: Six months with the Houston Dash. That's uh, where you were based Uh, from an experience perspective. You glad you did it?
3: Oh, of course. I mean, it was one of my dreams that I wanted to achieve, and I can finally say that I've I've done so. Um, It was a phenomenal journey for me. Um, A lot of difficulties, especially in the first couple of months, trying to adapt, um, you know, in the environment and trying to adapt with the style of play that, that the Americans play. So it was a real roller coaster for me if I can put it that way. It was lots of ups and downs um throughout the season for me. But I think um closer to the end of the season, you know, it was much easier. I settled in really well. Um and you know, I wouldn't change anything for for uh what I've been through and I think it was just all through experience that really got me through it.
1: T- tell me about some of the differences between playing pro football there and being a pro footballer here in South Africa.
3: Uh, you, the difference is is major. I mean the the competitive um level on, on in the in America is, you know, is far. Um it's really every single day, every single match, week in week out is a competitive level that you are playing at and um, you know over here we are still trying to to grow the game we are still trying to have that level where you can compete against teams on a weekly basis um, and uh, that's exactly what I expected when I went there I knew that it was going to be tough I knew that it was going to be tough to get in the first 11 um, after I think I got my first game, the first game of the season for the dash. After that I struggled a little bit to keep up with the style that the coach wanted me to play. Um and of course as a professional you really need to work hard to get and work your way in into the to the lineup again and um I worked extra hours after training um to get myself ready and fit and and strong again. And um out of the twenty four games that we played in the season I managed to play seventeen. So I think um, that was a good start for me um, in the US.
1: I was going to ask you about that playing schedule. Obviously, in in a fairly short period of time, that many games uh, is is probably more than than you're used to. Was it was it a big eye opener for for you? Obviously, you you had seen the schedule on paper, but being there and being in it, uh, it must have been pretty tough. Yeah,
3: no, it was really tough. I mean, playing at that level, week in and in week out on a weekly basis. I mean it is really tough to adapt to and to keep your body intact after, you know, sometimes we would play two matches in one week, um in or just a couple of days. So it was really hard to, you know, get your your body back and recover well, especially, you know, when you get a bit older like I am, I'm thirty years old. So you really need to take care of your body in order to be fresh for the next game. So there's a lot of challenges that I faced. Um and I think Looking at everything now, I think I've done extremely well. And, again, I don't think I would have done it if I was maybe 22, 23 years old because you just don't have that that strong mentality to fight back and fight for what you actually want. So I'm glad that I went at this time, um, at this age, because I had all the experience behind me to get me through all my difficulties
1: obviously lots of challenges, lots of lessons to learn as well. What what have you brought back to to South Africa and particularly the Banyana Banyana setup that you've learned that that possibly you think that if implemented here could could benefit South African football?
3: Well, I think for me as a player personally, I think I'm still the same. I mean, there's obviously a lot of aspects in my game that I've I've improved on and um, but looking at the media I mean, people are always looking at me to see if I've changed and like, it, what I've actually learned in America. And to be honest, I've been the same even in America where I'm the same player helping the people alongside, playing alongside me, guiding them. And, um, that's exactly what, what uh was meant to go there for. I mean, the coach was always looking for a, a person and a player that can guide from the back and, and lead the team from, from the back line. And I'm still that kind of player. And, Just in South African football in general, I mean, I think we have quite some a long way to go um, in terms of of a professional league. Um, Maybe if there is one, which is one uh, that they are currently talking about for 2019, hopefully that happens because I think when we have the best players playing in one league, you can only grow as football players and hopefully that will happen soon.
1: Well, talking of of the way the team has been playing, you you in, with being away in the states, you missed the 2017 Casafa Women's Championship that was held in Zim, uh, but uh, fantastic performance from from the team. You you must have been following that fairly closely, as was allowed with with the time zone. But uh, a couple of really really character building performances in that. Yes,
3: I'm really happy. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we would come back with the trophy. Although they. They had a couple of tough um, Opponents that they played in Zambia Where they were three goals down I mean, I've streamed the games And um, it was a fantastic comeback Where they, they won the semifinals And it just shows the character of the team You know, we all want to win We all have that winning mentality And we'll fight for a win And um, I was really over the moon When I saw them lift that trophy And it can only, you know improve women's football over here and you know Banyana Banyana in this country is out there people know about us and they know that, or they say that we are the the winning team of the country so that just gives us a lot of confidence going forward and we know we will need a whole lot of confidence you know in, in the next year coming because we have qualifiers for the AWC and then obviously um, that will count for the World Cup um, qualifying for the World Cup so it's a big year ahead of us for next year And we are obviously preparing now. We've played to Faso and I'm so glad that we had that friendly, um, right after the Kwasafa Cup. You know, usually we wait months to play a friendly after we win something. Um, so, you know, Safa is really stepping up and Sassel's really believed in us from day one. So they want to see this team grow and win, um, and obviously, um, qualify for the World Cup. So, you know, they and, as well as us, we are on a mission to to make history by qualifying for the World Cup. And all these games that we are playing currently is just, you know, sticking stones and building blocks to prepare us well enough to hopefully achieve all that.
1: Well, Jeanine, uh yeah, that performance against Burkina Faso was f- fantastic, and long may that form continue for Banyana Banyana, and, and long may your form continue as well. Uh, I know you still got a lot of football in you, as you say, you you are getting on as a footballer, 30 now, but uh, I'm sure you still got a, a few seasons in you, and we look forward to seeing you flying the flag for South Africa both here and abroad.
3: Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I mean, I'll always contribute as much as I possibly can. Um, I still think that I'm at my peak at the moment, and I'm keeping in shape as much as I can. Um, you know that's one of my dreams um, that I want to qualify for the World Cup and participate in such a major event um, before I look to retire. So hopefully we could do that as a team, and I'm um, an individual, I uh, would love to do that as well. So we'll see.
1: S A F M Sports Wrap, and that's it for S A F M Sports Wrap tonight. Thanks to my guests uh, for joining us: Robbie Freiling, from Faveke, and uh, Mark Alexander. And uh, coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Before I do go, though, I know Dwayne DeLocca uh, had a few words last night, but tonight is my producer, Siobhan Tetti's final shift uh, with SAFM and uh, has been here a long, long time. On seven years. Uh, she was here when I joined and is now moving on to bigger and better things. And I just wanted to personally say thank you for all the hard work uh, that she's put in uh, behind the scenes on the show to make things possible, to make me sound uh, good on air. It is uh, a particularly hard job. And uh, I wanted to just say a very, very big thank you. I started working with Siobhan about four years ago on SAFM Sports Special. She's produced uh, the weekend show here on SAFM for many, many years uh, and then moved across to weekdays. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you, Siobhan. Thank you so so much uh, for all your input and hard work that you have put in on the show. This one and SAFM Sports Special, I think, uh, on behalf of all of us here at SAFM, I just want to wish you well in your future endeavours. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be the last time our paths will cross. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you. And, uh, yeah, all the best. Thank you so much uh, for everything that you've done for me personally and uh, for our listeners and uh, SAFM as a station. And that's it. It is 7 o'clock. Time for your news.